everyone, we are back again for a new series. I get it. It's been, um, how, I would say, I would give a rough estimate that this podcast has unsuccessfully attempted over a thousand uh, new series, new series launches. And, you know, some, okay, truth be told, some of them turned out to be successes. And just as Thomas Edison had said, um, uh, I forgot what Thomas Edison said, but like 9,000 or so um, failures equated to one or two successes, which, you know, I'll take. So with that being said, I would like to formally introduce myself. I'm your co-host, David Chen here. I'm Samir Al-Khuri. I'm the one and only Derek Ma. I'm Kaiman Alum. And I'm Kate Colvin. And together we make up a squad a, of high school seniors who have undoubtedly gone through many, 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 many years of formal education. And with that comes a unique perspective and, of course, a mature perspective of how we've seen education develop, grow, and, you know, in some other cases, remain stagnant over the years. So with that being said, this new series of What If highlights what could have been in our high school careers. You know what? I'm not a type of guy to get to get too, too, uh, too caught up let's say, in the uh, what-ifs, right? In the in the what-could-have-beens, in the regretful eras of my life, the past mistakes. But then again, it is fun to talk about what-ifs. So with that being said, um, another another uh, spin-off of quarantine content, we are here to talk about a what-if question regarding education. And the first one that comes to mind, and really the first one that I've even I remember um, thinking about, talking about, and it's actually inspired by a revolutionary thinker and, and truly a personal inspiration to me, Sir Ken Robinson. If you guys haven't heard from him, um, let me just gauge the room here. Um, who has heard of Sir Ken Robinson before? I have. Nope. I've seen all his TED Talks. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, those who, those who do know him, I'm sure you will know him from his truly remarkable TED Talk that was made i believe in like 2006 like like early 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 mid 2000s i don't know but it's currently the most watched ted talk on well i mean on the ted platform and regards how school well he argues that the current school system as we see it here quote unquote kills creativity and and within his talk he mentioned how you know math sciences and the languages have historically i mean for centuries even been regarded as the most prioritized subjects in school while the drama uh drama art and music however have been second tier or in most cases actually third tier subjects you know classically speaking we've had math and the sciences at the top then the language and the humanities and at the bottom are the arts so to speak quote unquote by sir ken robinson and that got me thinking guys you know what if haha what if we switched roles here what if instead Across the board, across the nation even, the priority subjects flip-flopped in that now schools treat drama, art, music, and dance as if they were held in high regard like science and the maths. So I'm just curious if anyone's interested in, in coming off with their initial opinion. Um, it's definitely it's difficult to simulate. I'll give you guys that. It's th- difficult to simulate, but... I'm sure there can be situations where we can imagine, you know, the great what ifs and the great pros and cons that may come out of this um, hypothetical switch. Um, obviously, things like art and music and those subjects are really important. But I think the thing is about de-emphasizing like math and um, science is that I think we would have a lot less innovation 
in that sort of area. So like maybe they wouldn't be stunted completely, but I think that we would definitely see a slower growth and development of technology. But, um, you know, you could also think that that de-emphasizing those and going more to art could mean more advances in art. Though I'm not sure like exactly what that would um, concretely contribute. But I think that we would definitely have a lot slower growth when it comes to like, you know, new medicine and and how to treat, um, you know, big problems like that. Well, I think an important uh, factor to keep in mind here is that um, teaching a subject or prioritizing a subject is not linearly correlated with what kind of advancements society maintains. I think there's a lot of in-between steps that we miss there potentially. And like to think about it, um, you know, just because we may teach art and drama suddenly a lot and music perhaps, that doesn't necessarily mean the other skills such as, you know, engineering and innovation will decrease. In fact, um, I heard this statistic where I, and I could be wrong here, but most doctors, in fact, um, you know, being accepted into medical school, majority actually, like a huge majority, I would say like, and I could, I could be wrong here, but I remember it was like around 80% play an instrument in music. And I think one thing that we're forgetting as well, as a whole education system holistically, is how interwoven these subjects are. And the fact that the sciences and math and engineering and stuff like that, those types of subjects have been so long prioritized and we've seen how kids can potentially fall fall out of the cracks, so to speak. You know, it could it could be worth it to explore new ways of of you know teaching learning and growth other than the hard sciences. I don't really think it's an issue of schools uh, specifically prioritizing like science and math classes over things like uh, the arts and like music and drama or whatever. I think it's just more like society in general, simply because. There's a lot more you can do with like math, science, and language education compared to, say, drama and art, because not everyone can be a successful like musician or artist or whatever. That's not it's not exactly sustainable when there's like a population of millions in a country. Right, and I I think I think the issue again comes up to um, whether or not in high school we're teaching kids to be a career technician, right? Are we like the subjects that we teach them, the classes that are taught? Are they directly correlated to a kid's career, right? Like if we if we teach biology, intro biology to freshmen, are we teaching them in expectation for them to become biologists? Same thing with like music. I think it's it holds such a negative stigma to parents and to and to society in general is because the common stigma against mm-hmm. it is like, okay, you're not going to become a musician, you're not going to become, um, you know, some sort of conductor or composer. Why learn music? And I think that's the disparity mm-hmm. that I think must be. Um, you know, trimmed a little bit because I think at the end of the day, when it comes to classes and when it comes to high school education specifically, we're teaching kids, mm-hmm. in, in, you know, in all these different subjects, you know, the, these plethora of, of topics, we're teaching them as an overall goal of growth and, and of nourishment. So I think the, the direct correlation of we're teaching math and science to, to, to create math and science careers is kind of um is kind of misplaced i would say um same thing you would you would reach the same goals of you know teaching kids how to think creatively think um you know critically if you were to teach them in uh in arts and and, and the drama well then i think it, that if it's for the purpose of enrichment 
schools uh, shouldn't necessarily require, uh, shouldn't be uh, required to teach things like the arts or drama, because I feel like that's what electives already serve the purpose of. So like students have the choice of doing music or band or drama or theater or choir or whatever they want. And they also have the choice of taking classes outside of school, just going to a piano teacher or whatever. And at the same time, if that's not their interest, they can pursue things like sports or other electives that they might be interested in instead of just like schools, all, all schools do require the basic math, science and language. But at the same time, they do have extra space left over for the arts or just anything else students may want to do. Right. So, so I guess the question at the end of the, this what if question kind of stems around what do we want our vessel in terms of advancing curriculum? Right. Do we want to advance our ideas? Because like at the, at the end of the day, classes like we teach math and science and the languages to teach people how to think um, critically, to develop communication skills, to think creatively, um, to think with um, to think with consequence, stuff like that. And at the end of the day, that's the purpose, so to speak, of pushing curriculum, right, to develop kids. So at the end of the day, this what if question is, and, and why we're flipping this, what do we want our primary vessel to advance this curriculum to be? Do we want to teach these kids these skills in the, through the lens of math and science, or do we want to teach these skills through the lens of art, drama, and dance, and music? And I would make the argument that, you know, traditionally speaking, and it's so hard to argue against tradition because people would say that it's been working for these centuries um, that we've had this kind of system, but I think at the same time, it's it could potentially be time to look at it differently, especially with people like Sir Ken Robinson who have argued that our views of intelligence have rapidly evolved, and we see intelligence as something much more complex than what we see traditionally as um, as rooted in maths and sciences and languages. I mean, I also think it goes back to what Derek was saying as a person. I feel like as some people generally just dislike the traditional topics of math, science, and English and language and stuff like that, but also people prioritize those in the fields of art. And I feel like the school environment doesn't promote those as much as it does the other topics. So for some students, I'd say it's an unfair advantage for um, the people who do prefer like the math, science, and language. It's, like myself, I do prefer uh, the the subject of science over many other topics. Such, and I'm, I'm not a big fan of the arts or drama or anything like that to do personally. But I feel like a lot of people are born with that set of talents that, oh, there's, they're going to pursue this. But with that lack of promotion and support within the school system, I feel like it, it even comes down to what the school pays for and what they put their money into. And I mean, I know I know it comes down to an economic basis, but there's still, I feel like there should be ways that they should incorporate certain things more to appeal to the whole sample of students. Right. And uh, here's an interesting question for you, Samir. Um, and again, this is, of course, very difficult to answer uh, based off its nature of this type of question. But like, you know, you said that you're you're just interested in the sciences more than the arts naturally, right? But do you think that's because of nature or perhaps nurture, you know, big brain moment here, right? What if your, your, your inclination towards the sciences was produced by the same emphasis that schools have placed on the sciences? You know, what if, you know, this question was realized in that drama, arts, and music was emphasized as much as what currently is for math and science? Do you think you may have developed a different interest, perhaps as a uh, um, you know, perhaps like an art therapist or, or something else. I mean, how much of it can you do you think you can attribute it to nature 
over what's been nurtured in your education? I mean, personally with me, I did, I do say that school has a factor, but at the, at the same time for me, I willingly go out and like research things and find things out by myself. I'm not, it's not, it hasn't been the whole school environment that's impacted me or like the emphasis that the schools have on those big topics. But I also would agree with you that if they did focus on other things, then I'd, there, there'd be a big possibility and it, probably I'd probably pick up on something else because if it's something that it's, it's hard to find something that isn't a normal thing to like to say it's a, quotations around normal, but um, to, to enjoy if you understand what I'm saying. But the, the thing is like, like you, the, the, the answer to that question is yes, school has impacted my preference. And I'd also believe that if, that preference or that environment was changed into the terms of arts, I feel like I'd also pick up on that because I'd be more exposed to it. It might be something I've never tried before. And it's just all comes down to experience and exposure to certain things. Um, well, I just want to speak from my point of view because in the store, like the old school, high school I used to go to, I think compared to, I don't know about, you know, LCAP, but compared to Merced, I think they put more mm, emphasis. I don't know if I would say emphasis, but it was, more normal for people to be in music and art programs it was I think it was more accessible because we had you know orchestra we had two different types of band and I think there were more funding into that and you know I I love music I don't know if I could say I don't know if I would like it as much if I stayed in Merced not to say like the Merced had that program I'm just saying I don't because of funding and the experience I had in Vestal like I didn't do marching band invest. I just strictly did concert band, so stuff like that. So if we did emphasize more, or at least made it seem like there were more uh, option available for these music programs, music classes, and art classes, then I think more people would like it. So I think it's more nurture the nature and like the way society is built. Yeah. I think that nurture definitely plays a part in it, but I. That, like looking back just like at my whole school career there have definitely been lots of opportunities for me to get involved in like the arts where I've then almost like immediately sort of shied away from those so like you know in like fifth and sixth grade I was in band for a while and then I ended up just deciding I wasn't very passionate about it and dropped that or like I took a drawing class in middle school and I definitely didn't favor that as much as I did like the tech and science classes And then to fulfill the um, fine arts requirement for high school, I took a photography class and it was just sort of the same thing. Whereas like, obviously I'm someone who wants to do well in my classes and I, you know, did all the work and like put time into those courses, but I just sort of didn't enjoy those classes as much as I did my math and science classes. Right. Which is fair. And keep in mind, um, this what if scenario uh, still preserves tech science and language courses but it's like flip-flopped in terms of roles like what if we had you know the the gen ed requirements to be to be drama art dance music stuff like that and then like electives could be you know um english literature or history or world history or u.s history and and, and those are up to you to decide and i think i think at the end of the day if you were making like a like a logistical argument for this is which one is more effective holistically to teach a student to to become a better person, regardless of what, what their passion is. And I think just just from observation, how many students are are like Kate's scenario, except flipped, 
where they just don't don't connect or don't synergize with how current math or technological um, classes are taught and simply don't find enjoyment out of those. While I think the potential for for art, drama, music, and dance, because I think at the end of the day, art, drama, and, and it goes to show why art and drawings were were discovered, um, you know, existing in the human race a millennia before arithmetic was created. I think if you want to be kind of archaic about this and kind of big brainy, um, science, art, drama, dance, specifically art, drama, sorry, art and dance are very, um, are very carnal subjects to humans in that we were able to, and I, I guess you can make the same wave of languages, but um, art and, and dance were kind of the, the first formulative uh, medias for communication and expression. And I think that's enough evidence to show that, th- that those two subjects are have been cherished long enough in history to be emphasized, right? Yeah, I'd say that those like art and drama and those forms of art in general, where they're, it's not of, it's a different form of learning. It gives you the opportunity to express yourself in the way that you want to. And I feel like with math, science, and English, that's not present. It's sort of, oh, there's a book, you got to read it, you got to study it, and then there's a certain way to do it. But with art and dance, you can, you have that opportunity to express yourself. That's, I feel like, through that that's how we distinguish between cultures traditionally because we have the we have different arts we have different languages we have different forms of communication and with that i feel like we can find a way to implement it i don't know how it would overall change society in my opinion it could be it could be a good thing because of that we'd have more people being able to express themselves in a way that they probably wouldn't even know that they were capable of right cuz 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 look self expression is a universal skill. While it could be argued, yes, I get it. It could be argued that scientific thinking and mathematical uh, observation and 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 critical thinking in, in those forms is also critical. But self-expression at a fundamental level, and I, I think it's just a much more natural characteristic when it comes to art and dance and, and music than it is in a more rigid science course uh, or science or or applied science course. And I think no matter how you spin it. Um, the, the way of expression just comes out much more specifically in art and music. And of course, I can you can definitely make the argument for drama. In fact, um, I spoke with this on a, on a David and Cal show once, but I lamented my regrets for not being able to pick up on art earlier on in my educational career because I just think that art and, uh, you know, cave paintings from like the early, I don't know, prehistoric discoveries, they showed that humans were discovered that uh, painting was uh, one of the first forms of expression by human, uh, human species. And I felt like I lost a lot of what could potentially have been benefits from doing art. I mean, do any of you guys, do any of you guys um, also feel a little, feel a little regret for not, not picking up on any of the more artsy sides, like drama? I'm, I'm, no offense to any drama people out there, but I'm not too keen or too uh, saddened by missing out on drama, but I could be wrong. But I, I'm definitely definitely sad about art, at least. Any of you guys? Yeah, I'd say, uh-huh. I'd say I am, for sure. Because um, I feel like the, I, the type of personality I have, I like to be open and out there. And I see, not necessarily seek attention, but I like to be out there. I like to express myself. And I feel like I, I could have found something maybe in acting. 
maybe could have found something different in myself, but I never really pushed I, for it. I can it. see that. I never I really see that. I never really pushed for it, and I never necessarily had the opportunity or looked for the opportunity. I'd say definitely, ne- I never tried to look for the opportunity. It was just always an idea. And then also with the same with music, I played the saxophone up till freshman year, and I regret not continuing. It's just that the environment wasn't the best for me, and I felt like if I continued that and because I really enjoyed playing the saxophone, but just the environment that I was put in, especially when high school started, it wasn't it wasn't the environment that I imagined it or that I wanted it to be. So it just decreased that enjoyment that I had of playing. So I definitely say I'd have some of that regret of not being able to pursue some of, some of the art forms. I mean, yeah, I think the problem that we currently have with like the classes that we have in high school in terms of art and stuff, uh, if we're talking about self-expression, these classes don't really offer you a way to do that. I mean, for instance, band, it's mainly just getting music, memorizing it, and then performing it. And the only time you really have a chance for self-expression is if maybe you're in jazz band and you get a solo. And for art, um, art classes, at least for the first couple years, which is all people get to in high school usually, is just learning basic techniques like lighting or like perspective or whatever. And then even then you're just copying uh, things or just learning things that... Um, don't really give you a chance to do your own self-expression. And then drama especially, um, I mean, again, no offense to drama people, but if you're memorizing lines and playing a specific role, that's not too much of a chance to improvise or just express yourself. Yeah, um, I think anyone can do art right now. Like, David, if you wanted to draw, you could draw. Not like, yeah, I mean, like, for <laughs> I'm not saying like, yeah, I mean, like for me, I've, always just drawn by myself like I used to read comics in Japan when I was little and I just started drawing and I never took classes except like one time my grandma took me to like for a week but I didn't enjoy the art class that I took well it was kind of elementary it was you know basic color mixing and they told you what to like kind of do I I didn't really enjoy that I just stuck to myself and you know express whatever I wanted to and for music I feel like if we did emphasize these forms of art with um, either drawing, um, drama, music, I think people would just be um, happier compared to emphasizing uh, science and those education. Um, because like for me, when I'm in music, especially jazz band, I'm just, I forget about other things, especially when I'm soloing. Like I forget about all the troubles I have in either physics or calc. And I just get to do whatever I want. And it's like a break in my school day. So, yeah, yeah, you're, I can attest to that. You're in the zone, you know, yeah, auto yeah. zone. It's, it's, it's in many more ways than one. Soloing is, uh, so yes. soloing is, I think, is the epitome of self expression. Right. You can find it in, in, in high school, uh, high school music. But, but to address the thing about like, you know, I get it, how, how music is currently taught. And Samir, I'm sure your experience um, showed it as well. Like, obviously, there are situational cases where you just simply don't find the same affinity. And that's probably due to the fact of, you know, the, the high school environment there. But to address, like, you know, I get it. Like, how banned, how many art classes are drawn up nowadays, they're not really, uh, you know, too conducive for expression. But I would argue that's because of their, quote-unquote, elective status. You know, if if art, drama, and dance aren't treated as classes that would traditionally be used to um you know to push curriculum right like we use math and science to push out 
ways of critical thinking, of critical problem solving, of of uh, thinking creatively and constructively, stuff like that. If we were going to place those same burdens and responsibilities on art and music and, and of course, drama, and, and, of course, invest the same amount of research and development to somehow, you know, you know, push out this kind of type of curriculum in these types of classes, I think we would see a different, I would, I would think I would see a difference here, right? Because I think music, art and drama, of course, naturally have many ways of, you know, utilizing creative thinking, critical thinking, problem solving, all the stuff that you would find in science and, and, and math, but just a little bit more, you know, expressively, right? And, and of course, I'm thinking of this naively in terms of because obviously we haven't seen any kind of type of educational system in the world. And I'm sure there's a reason, but that's the whole point of this what if question, right? Okay, here's, here's my problem with having, like prioritizing the arts in education or over like math, science, and language. I feel like if we did prioritize it and put that amount of research and that amount of time into it, I feel like it'd become what math, science, and languages are now. I feel like if you had that, then we would have math, science, and language as the way of expressing ourselves. I feel like it's, since art is that sort of exclusionary kind of, it's a different way than the normal, than the normal person would show themselves. So it gives that opportunity to be different. And it, and if you self, self-express, have that self-expression, then you can, it's it just achieved in a different way, I'd say. I feel like whatever we prioritize, the... The opposite of what we're not prioritizing is going to be the one that I feel like, what is it? I don't know what I'm trying to say. You're good. You're good. Um, Come on. Were you going to say something? Oh, yeah. I I was kind of going along with what Samir was saying. If we make uh, these classes mandatory, right, the way uh, math and languages are, I feel like it will kind of take away that freedom of it. Like if people are telling you you have to take it. And people who's in those classes, they don't want to be there, you know, some of them. Then it takes fun away from people who do want to be there and want to put the work in. And I don't know. I, I don't think it would – maybe it might backfire if we make it mandatory. So by emphasizing maybe more funding, right, more publication like math and science, but I don't think making them mandatory would fix it. Right. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. And of course, not having any solid examples in the real world of this, I can't technically, you know, for sure say that that's not the case. But I would argue that the whole reason why we see the, the how math and science and, and these science classes um, do cause this level of a feeling of constriction and, and no expression is because of their, their, their characteristics, right, compared to arts and science and uh, arts, drama and dance, right? mistakes i would say mistakes is a huge characteristic when we come to this art drama dance music in a different sense than music of course music is slightly different but in most of these forms mistakes are 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 not even hardly regarded right mistakes in, in some cases don't even exist in these subjects while in the math and sciences they're like the number one big red flag you know in these subjects right mistakes are uh, to, to, to compare, mistakes are probably one of the worst things you can make in a math or science class, while mistakes in you know some of these art classes could potentially lead onto amazing onto amazing new perspectives. And I think again, that's that's kind of um, that's kind of jumping ahead of the gun there a little bit because that's that's slightly due to the fact that 
how we emphasize mistakes in in education is is probably the reason why. But it's also about just how open you can be with these subjects, right? Um, to make a metaphor here, I, I would I would say that math and science is like swimming in an indoor pool. If anyone has done that, it just feels a little constricting. And to 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 call upon another big brainy moment here, I would argue that these subjects of math, science, physics, stuff like this, um, languages, humanities, these are all social constructs. And art, drama, maybe less drama, but much more art and music, they're much more carnal, right? And I think because of that, they offer a much more open experience to learn than what you would traditionally get in math and science. And I think that's the reason why you wouldn't get the exact same result if you were to switch the roles. But again, this is all theory, so to speak. Yeah, again, again with that, um, I feel like the reason we, as you were talking about mistakes, I feel like to put that in an educational system, it's easier to implement math, science, and language than it is art because there's, as you said, there's so many different ways a person can express themselves. But to put that on a grading and like rubric system, it's so hard to determine the quality of the student and to distinguish them between each other. And I feel like we as a society are going to take the more traditional, more compact, more constrictive way of comparing people through the the system of numbers and, and, and such. But I feel like if we were able to implement it in a way, then I think competition between the students would definitely drastically decrease because it's not, you're not competing for the same thing anymore. You're competing to better yourself in something that you are passionate about and it could be completely different. And there's so many different things that people can find within themselves through the form of arts. And if there's a way that they could put that in schools, I think that'd be amazing. I mean, yeah, I think um, in terms of art being a form of self-expression, it's, it's kind of weird given how like modern art is like, well, how art is taught and like learned today, because just um, in terms of that, most people go through uh, a term of like learning art history, I guess, and then types of art, whether it be say oil painting or like digital art or just modern art, I guess. And then, so there's just like a lot of room for people to do whatever they want. And that just ends up making the whole subject subjective, I guess. And um so again, that I agree with Samir saying that that would be hard to grade, and if the schools if schools were to try to teach that, I just don't know how they would have um, give students the freedom to do whatever they want while at the same time keeping it as an actual class where they learn something. Right, and and of course all these are are important concerns logistically, and I think no matter what you how you potentially implement it, there will be drawbacks when it comes to implementation. But I think overall, we've come to a very cool point in this discussion. And I believe that coming from this, I think our audience can take plenty of points off and start a discussion themselves. I think the whole point of this series of what if is to not only draw upon interesting hypotheticals for our audience to mull over, but also to start discussions about what is truly wrong with the status quo. And I think it's never wrong to start a discussion of what could potentially change, even if if it may seem outlandish or minuscule, perhaps. Any change that can be, um, you know, remotely debated about is, I think, constructive because no matter what, the status quo can always be improved. And I guess with that, thank you all again. And I think to for clarity's sake and uh, posterity, can we just for once again um, introduce everyone here on the podcast to, to double check that our audience knows whose voice it is? 
Well, I'm Samir. I'm Derek. I'm Kaimana. And I'm Kate. And I'm David. And we are super glad to have you join us today on this episode. And with that, we will see you guys on the next episode of What If Series by We The Students podcast.